Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Lads, we are back. The playoffs have begun. It, we are back. It's it's the best. It's the best time of the year. I mean, we're starting a month late, but that's okay. The pandas have, ar- have arisen. The what? The pandas. The panda. What? Oh, the, the panda. The panda, but also didn't they call Craig Anderson panda as well? Did they? Yeah. I only thought that belonged to Robin Lennon. Uh, maybe it's an Ottawa thing. Maybe they are maybe native to Ottawa. Are they actually? And, no, they're not. Pandas oh. are not. No, they are. This is not China. You can see. You can tell my like geology skills are just off the charts. You, you sure you're not thinking of like I don't know? Is there a zoo near Ottawa that That's had true. those pandas there for a stint? I don't. Did you, know. Did you guys know Steve Dangle worked at the zoo? No. I know. No, not even, not even have- remote idea. <laughs> oh, I love that that became a thing. And then he tweeted out recently that they were offering vaccines at the zoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to, you know how like there are special places where people can like get like the reception, the ceremony for their marriages. Mm-hmm. If I ever get married, I want to get married at the zoo. With really? like, you yeah, probably can. It's like the rhinos in the background so it'd be, be cool. sick why the mean? rhinos though why specifically rhinos yeah because they're cool okay fair fair doesn't have the, uh, giraffes will do oh, not the dire wolves not the no not not gray wind and and and, and uh shaggy shaggy is it shaggy dog ghost penguins though lady yeah but the penguin and Cody closure is kind of weird it's not a great backdrop that's but true. still who doesn't love uh, the zoo? Exactly. I haven't gone in a while. We should have a two mod podcast goes to the zoo vlog. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. But we have to take the uh, tour. Yeah, we'll take the tour. Only if Steve Dangle does the tour, though. Especially crossover event this summer. <laughs> we asked the person on the, what is it? The the motorcade? <laughs> it's, it's like, moto- hey, did you know Steve Dangle field. used to have this job? Yeah, and they probably like, yeah, we always get questions about it. <laughs> We should bring the book and take a picture with that person. You like? Do you know this guy? Steve? Okay. Anyway. We'll add that to the list. We'll do a vlog for that when it's safe to do so. Yeah. We're getting there. We're yeah, we're getting there. Um, you know, lockdown got extended in Ontario for a little longer, so that's a that's mm-hmm. a shame. A lot of mentions about blaming Trudeau, but you know, how oh, Doug Ford? Oh, Doug, come on now! Doug you just can't even listen to him talk without thinking, man. Just, just stop it! Just stop. come on now. It's like, come on, yeah, yeah. Exactly. How about our two most political, like important political figures stop bickering each other like children on the playgrounds? And that that'd be really nice. It started so well in like March 2020, um, and then it's just it's just deteriorated over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there there was that glimmer when then now where it's kind of subsided to. Yeah, three three waves later though. It's- I'm disappointed, but why did I have my expectations like higher than they should have been? 
You know what That's city never time. had a third wave? Stop it. Montreal. No, I'm no, just saying no, the, the curfew about, works. Don't brag about they, it. Okay? They were strict with the curfews the, the first time. Oh, well, you know, strict restrictions and, you know, committing to it actually might help you a little bit. You mean like no. doing it properly. Yeah. That, right. That's weird how that works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Remember when we opened up for two weeks in March? Remember that? Yeah, I got to get my hair cut and that was about it. Yeah. All right, then. Well, then, guys. You know what must be, you know, obviously we can't do a lot right now in the world. But you know what I imagine must, must be super difficult? Tell me. Being rich. Because, man, don't the rich always have so many problems in their lives? So, usually, the Sens can't not listen. Like, this is far from the worst thing that's ever happened to the Senators. It's not even really anything. Like, it's so Eugene Melnick, who is the Sens owner, the siren is coming because they're not happy. The siren's on their way to, you know, oh no, some kids aren't social distancing at the park and all that. Oh no, what a shame. Um, So, Sens owner Eugene Melnick, his girlfriend, Sherilyn Anderson, and his mother, Vera, have a lawsuit against a charter super yacht company. Um, I believe the company's name is Burgess, and the the suit is for a trip in the Bahamas that Melnick and his sort of family went to for the Christmas and New Year's holiday. Um, Vera and Anderson are each seeking $5 million U.S., and they are claiming negligence, false imprisonment, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. One of the quotes from this is, an odorous, ill-tempered man who was curt and dismissive with the guests and outright anger and abusive to his crew, referring to the captain of the vessel. Uh, apparently, there was some heat from the start of this cruise when apparently Eugene Melnick, and first of all, him and his, his girlfriend apparently planned to spend five days together before being joined by their guests for the New Year's time. Really, that was his mother and friends. This is, again, past Christmas. Apparently, this was all within guidelines because it was in the Bahamas. Whatever. It's a weird thing. Eugene doesn't even live in Canada. It's a weird thing. Right. Anyway, I always forget that. I always forget that. So, apparently, during this, um, Eugene wanted them to have a sort of, like, uh, close to the edge, like, um, like a, a very close and inland sort of path is what you'd call it. Apparently, it was between the island of Andros and an archipelago. Um, and Eugene was, you know, being him and say, we have to go there's through this route. But apparently they couldn't because the boat, or sorry, I should say yacht, sorry, super yacht, wasn't big enough to go through. Um, I feel like we're mentioning this because, you know, the Sens, every year it feels like whenever they were, the, the Sens had a good year. I don't think you can deny they had mm. a good year. But there's always something with Eugene. This isn't him threatening to sell the team. I mean, like, Technically, not this has anything to do with him himself, but it's just another sort of example. And, like, if you read the article about this, um, it seems like maybe it's all a bit blown over, um, a bit overblown. But Mm -hmm. I just don't know why Eugene cannot just stay out of the public for one year, like a a calendar year. They were so close. This is the second time in three years where the, the senators went an entire calendar year without having to deal with something, deal with something that their owner did this year. It's obviously this last year was the pandemic. So there wasn't really much for Eugene to do that would be in the news. And, and then two years ago, um, I, I think he fired, I don't remember his name, but they the CEO and he had just hired him two months earlier. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he basically didn't he go out and like publicly like ripped apart Eugene Malik. He did <laughs> yeah. it privately, and that's what got him fired. Yeah, apparently there was rumors that he swore, and that's what got him fired. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, definitely. Uh, it's just weird because on their last game against the Leafs, they were talking about how you know the future is bright. They they had a lot of emphasis on Josh Norris, on Tim Stutzel, like everything that's been going on there and how things were going. And then you, you get off the ice and then these things happen again where it's just it's it's something like Ottawa can't have nice things. That there's always that cloud around them. Was it Jim Little? Yes. That's CEO, by the way. Um it's just it's just the noise and also i just love this this whole like in this other idea of like it's such a terrible look that he went on a super yacht in the bahamas while here in ontario it was like hey guys can you not go see your families because you know covid it's just such a like such a disconnect i think it's such a joke and you know again like if you look at it, apparently like the family left a note thanking like like the like everyone on this like the ship, the super yacht, which is half a million dollars to stay on a week, by the way. I just want to mention I was looking at that specific boat by I think it's called the dream. Beautiful. Absolutely it's incredible I mean, to look at. If it's five hundred thousand dollars a week, uh right? Five thousand yeah. it better be beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's like they were saying like intentionally garbage conditions, and like the company came out and said like, listen, like it's a it's the, the ocean. You can't really control that. You ever watch Pirates of the Caribbean, man? Like crazy weather, whirlpools and stuff. I'm it's not. I'm, no, I'm it's, joking. It's obviously. the cost to be super. That's that. You know, that's that's the that's the realistic thing now. Now we love, know what it means. I love it's like, hey, my half a million dollar at least trip is ruined because. I couldn't go a certain route in the Bahamas. Oh no, I have to go across the clear ocean river. Oh, there are some dolphins. Oh no, oh, no, this no. isn't good enough. I want a great view of the beach. I want, I want ten million dollars if you didn't do it right. It's like, uh, for, yeah, it's it's it, it's so unfortunate because they like like Daniel was saying, like the future is bright, but no matter what, it seems like something's always gonna just float right over this like just it's not it might start raining it might start raining on top of this organization it's happened multiple times there is some sort of joke to be made of the not going the route that eugene wanted on the ship the super yacht and the path going away from getting a downtown arena there's a joke there um but i'm not clever enough to make it the sense though um they are a weird team now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. There's not a lot to talk about today. We're just because, enjoying each other's company. Yeah. So and that's the most important. I, I don't think the we'd four be of us here. about Eugene if this was being recorded like tomorrow because we have three, play- no, four playoff games today. Yes. Um, but I, did you hear what I said? There's four of us here. Yeah. Who's the fourth person? It's a uh, panda. Oh, the uh, uh, actually, Adam, there's only three playoff games today and a game at 1030 that nobody will watch. Oh, is that the 1030 game? Yes. Oh, no. Okay. Well, um, like, it was so weird because yesterday the playoffs begun 
Washington and and Boston had such a fun game. Like it was honestly great. We got some overtime back and forth. A good story with Craig Anderson. We'll get to that later. But it was just and then earlier in the day, it was just a complete mess because it's it's the Vancouver Canucks playing. And you're like, who cares? I think it was them and the Oilers. I think the Oilers lost, but who cares? And you're just thinking, man, what is this schedule that you have a playoff game and a regular season game in the same day, one of which is just a complete mess? And, you know, there's been a lot of mess surrounding the Canucks for a couple years now. And this year, Elliot Friedman used the term crisis of consumer confidence on NHL headlines last night. Um, We're going to get to a Tyler Toffoli Players Tribune article, a really, really good piece where he talked about signing in Montreal. There's a snippet about Vancouver we'll talk about a little later when we get to him first. Um, as reported again on headlines, Elliot Friedman, things locally for the Canucks, as we know, are not amazing right now. And that's the crusher from Super Confidence. And maybe that has ownership looking to maybe change some things. And apparently the Canucks are looking at bringing in Jeff Cortnell. If you've never heard of him, I don't blame you. He was a former Canuck. Um, his career ended post-concussion syndrome, um, unfortunately. They're looking to bring him in for an advisor room. Apparently a couple of years ago when Trevor Linden was pushed out of the organization, he almost came on board. And I was reading an Ian McIntyre article, Sportsnet, um, controversial guy. But anyway, in this article, he mentioned that Cornell and Francesco Aquilini, who is, you know, of the Aquilini family, he's like the chairman of the Canucks and all that type of stuff, right? Um, apparently, they're longtime friends. And Cornell was part of a small group that recommended that the Canucks take a chance on Mike Gillis back in 2008. However, it is eyebrow-raising that such a figure is being brought in to the fold while Jim Betting needs a new contract in. Hello? Yeah. I was shocked from what you just said. Oh, you were you were trying to put it together. It's like, yeah. like you pulled a new Charizard card from a Pokemon pack. You were like, wow, the Canucks, what's going on? Are you talking about the McDonald's Charizard packs? No, no. Do they even have those? I don't know. The Canucks, okay. though. It, it can't get worse, can it? Like... Um, see, you know what I was thinking of is they need to figure out what they're doing very quickly because they have two very important contracts that we have never stopped talking about that are due very, very soon. And those contracts will very much dictate what the rest of their roster and what their cap is going to look. Well, no, that's already deserving because they have no cap space, but they need to figure out what the next sort of plan for this team is and who will be running it. And they need to figure it out very quickly. Well, it, it seems like they have a plan. Um, they, I keep hearing that they have this this money allotted to for Pedersen and Hughes. That this is potentially going around. It's like fifteen million dollars, I think, for both of them. Like, then let's get her done. Like, what are we? <laughs> I I know they don't want to. Like the was it Pedersen or Hughes who switched agents? I want to say it was Hughes that switched to Patterson. Either way, yeah, they're both in the same agency. Like, let's let's get these things done. I I so I'm I'm very confused at why we didn't hear they at least tried last year. Um, and of course, wh- like, why would you talk midseason considering the season that they're having? Um, but like, not that like it's COVID and it, it really really did their season was a mess. Mm-hmm. It's you're right though. They need to pick. Is it Jim Benning? Because you can't be in a situation where Jim Benning is negotiating these contracts, and then you decide, well, we're done with him. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's 
not gonna go well. It reminds me of the uh, Peter Shirelli with the uh, Miko Koskinen contract. I had that same feeling though. I think the, I don't think you can actually go wrong with these contracts. So maybe on turn, depending on how they go, the UFA years or I kind of like what that looks like. Though I mean, like. I don't think you can really overpay these guys. Like you would have to really mess up doing comparable contracts and that to really screw the pooch on these contracts for right. those. Yeah, I think that's that would be uh, impressive on its own if you somehow lost those deals. Oh my god! Um, like I, I, exciting young centerman and like the perfect sort of new age defenseman, right hand. Like come on. Now. You They're dissatisfied with the, the 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 compensation they've been given, and they 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 don't want want to be on the team anymore. It's not uh, I know, I know. I'm just I'm comparing the NHL 21. Then it's it's just it's just a matter of like signing those guys and then realizing, well, okay, I guess we're filling the bottom six with all guys who make league men. Call Seattle and say, what do you what do you want from me? How do you take one of these contracts? Whether it's Louis Erickson, whether it's any of them, what do I need to do for you to give me a hand here? Because yeah. Listen, that money's yeah. going to go. There's no money for a supporting cast there. We know that. Or there's no room for an effective supportive cast. And that's going to hold the Canucks back. Even if they go, when we go back to the Pacific Division, and we'll talk about yeah. the schedule in a second here, because it's apparently going back to complete normal, which is a shame. Uh, I, I don't see them making any sort of damage, even if it's a wild card spot. I mean, they're not going to. You're not going to win with just pure top-end talent. You need the depth. We've talked about this before. Just, right. You're not going to go anywhere with it. I just went to their cap-friendly page. They have $15.8 million in projected cap space going into – so for next year. So that they have Pedersen and Hughes to sign. They also have to re-sign Alex Edler. They have to, if they're going to resign them, which yeah. means if they don't, they still have to fill these roster spots. And let's just say for the argument's sake, let's say both of them are $6.5 million. Mm-hmm. It's 13 right there. Imagine if they had, they didn't sign the Tanner Pearson contract. Little wiggle room there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We ripped them. I mean, listen, there is a, there's a, a carousel of imagine the Canucks didn't sign this deal. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Also should mention, so the NHL is going back to its previous... Actually, no, god damn it, Adam, because... So, the term run out of time was a famous quote of Jim Bat. That will be his legacy, that quote of we ran out of time. Jimothy talking Bennett, about yes. the Canucks losing a bunch of free agents over the summer. Uh, probably the biggest blunder there, because I think people looked at... People looked at the Markstrom deal and said they couldn't match that, plus they had Demko, look how good he's been, um, and how good that deal is, you know? Uh, some credit there, good deal there. Um, you know what? Tanev was probably going to be anchored in the deal by the end of it anyway. That was probably a smart move. Um, but the biggest mistake was definitely Tyler Toffoli. Now, we can get to the exact article in a second because I really do think it deserves some time. So he, Tyler Toffoli put a thing of this article talking about him signing in Montreal um, in the Players' Tribune. Uh, and in it, there's a little snippet. When he talks about Vancouver and, you know, the game he scored a hat trick on them and the guys talking to him. And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I loved it there. I, I loved the guys. But he mentions that the thing with Vancouver is they never made him an offer. So you ran out of time, but it's... He didn't even try. He didn't. Like, could you not have just... 
like anything just you you could have even if you were because at the time i think they were were they were still kind of figuring out the rfa of jake Britannic. oh boy hindsight there but could yeah. you not have just at least said you know what tyler because i think they did said can you hold on to him but could you not have just said this is the framework of the deal we're thinking of here but no try they to work something yeah yeah that's this is horrible. That's you know what Jim Benning didn't do did there. Um, he what did he do? He missed one hundred percent of the shots he did not take. Exactly. To Foley. Exactly. And the same thing happened with Stetcher too. I mean, it... that's the thing. Like we've talked about, there's credit due with Jim Benning in certain areas with things where we look at that forward core and you have a Vasily Podkolzin coming in. You have a Neil Holglander where he has really kind of played above his pay grade, paid above what we really thought he was going to be coming to North America. And even still where all these things are there, like we we've mentioned this before too, where they got unlucky Brock Besser in the draft, Adam got dead, getting him uh, really late. Frozen fell to them because he had the KHL contract. Yeah. And it's, it's just weird that when we talk about having that plan in place, it wasn't even about bringing in those pieces where he was already kind of given to you, where in like hindsight now they lost assets on the Toffoli deal, but if they were able to keep him, then that would have been a steal. I think it's fair to say you would have let Jake for go. If you can keep Tyler Toffoli, like that's Especially more, now. that's yes. more than fair. Well, I mean, even yeah, es- especially now, yeah. but I think even back then, because when Toffoli, with the Kings was good, but I think he looked like he looked different in Vancouver. He looked better in Vancouver, maybe because you're actually playing him next, like playing, playing him next to higher skill players. And that is, that usually makes a player better in many cases. I would have still paid what he's 4.25, right? That's the, (laughs) I would have taken that like, to see Tan, no offense to Tanner Pearson, but to see him get three point two five, and then say, "Well, we let Tyler Toffoli walk for a million more." Well, actually, we didn't even give him an offer. Yeah, um, yeah. and I've mentioned it a lot before, where I think about the Jake for Tannen deal, where, and I'm talking about just on ice production right now. And yeah, it's just I think it's just the Jim Benning circling back to the fact that. He got it wrong in 2014. He shouldn't have gotten him sixth overall. And it's still that thing where it's like, okay, he's not a prospect. We've we've maybe rushed him a bit. Maybe we've uh, we 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 didn't really place him in a one place to really develop. And I think it's just that part of it where it's like we can't just let go to that. You know, last season it was you know I, that shortened season. It looked like there was something with Vertanen. Um, but so you always knew what you were going to get with Tyler Tavoli. The guy has been goal scoring beauty, and we had we had um, we had Harmon Dial talk about like what Pedersen was able to do and give the space to Tyler Tavoli. That's what helped him so much. And again, like you look at what Tyler Tavoli has been doing in Montreal, and you know the lines as we know have been so mixed up there. Um, imagine what he would have been able to do with a full season with Pedersen. Um, like, I don't like going back and saying sixth overall, like, you know, back in that day. Um, like, listen, did he miss on something? Like, that that was the same as Nylander and Ehlers, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, man, 
I don't know how many people were saying he wasn't going to go top 10, but you know, it's even just what he's been the past couple of years. We know too, that there were trade rumors throughout the year, this season, there was just asset management is probably going to be on, on Jim Benning's like, that's going to be like the sort of headline that I'm sure Thomas Strantz and Harmon Dahl right now are thinking of, all right, guys, (laughs) what are we doing here? What's the headline? The carousel of mismanagement are, I don't know, Jim Benning. Yeah, it, it's a Daniel. You, you made a good point there, like in him in Benning maybe not wanting to move off of Vertanen. And I look at what happened, like what happened in Calgary with Sam Bennett. It felt like he was gonna be on the move for multiple years. It seems like maybe he wasn't necessarily on the trade block, but they'd be willing, but it'd have to be at a price. And they did eventually trade Sam trade Sam Bennett but the reality was was that that was Brad Treliving's first year as a general manager and his first draft and it seems like he was able to get off of Sam Bennett will Jim Benning be able to do the same maybe is the question mm-hmm. the Canucks um, always fun to talk about in some way shape or form maybe not for the fans but no. for everyone else there was so much hope for them like I don't know it, it's funny to me that we're talking about this a year, a year, like compared to what we talked about a year ago, when there was so much hope for them in the playing round, there was so much hope for them uh, going into the playoffs. And just, I think we, like we, we, we both talked about, we all talked about it where it just, there's that excitement again with the Canucks and what they've been able to do. And then they just, they just botched it in the off season. Stop me if you've heard it before. <laughs> and then, you know, now next year, I'm just getting the divisions back up for, um, you know, what normally the Western, so the Pacific Division looks like. And so, you know what? They may sneak in because it's Vegas, which, okay, they're going to win the division. That's pretty great. Uh, there's Vancouver. They still have the talent. Maybe they'll sneak in. Um and I mean, like, the top three right now. Uh, San Jose and L.A. L.A. won't be bad for long, but what the hell is San Jose right now? Edmonton will probably be in there. Who knows what that's going to happen with the Flames. And then Anaheim. But then you look at the Central for the entirety, for, like, a wild card maybe spill over here. You still have Winnipeg. Yep. You still have St. Louis. Yep. You still have Minnesota. Dallas might actually be healthy next year. Who knows with Nashville? Colorado, Chicago are getting better, and then but then Arizona. I mean, who knows what happens to Seattle? Yeah, and yeah, Seattle. Who knows? I mean, they'll have Jake mm. Allen and they'll have <laughs> Chris Drieger, and I mean, you know, goaltending man will do a lot for you. And look at Vegas; they, they exactly. Matt Dumbo will be there. I bet. <laughs> exactly. That's a good team. <laughs> are I they making it. the finals in the first year? Um, no, probably not. Because they'd have to get past Colorado or Vegas. And I'm sure Vegas would be like, listen, this is our story, buddy. Get out of here. <laughs> Can you imagine first round Vegas, Seattle, by the way? Oh, that would yeah, be. It, that'd that be day. a treat for the longtime fans. Batman's just sitting there rubbing his hands together, like, ah, that's okay. <laughs> I, I remember seeing a tweet where it's like, oh, you're a Kraken fan? Name two players. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how much longer till we can do a, a, another preview of that? Uh, that's a good question. We can do, do like it volume all... two, volume three, and so on. All the trades are done now. Like, you know, free agencies after the expansion draft is it not. So we should be, 
we should be good to actually go ahead and sort of look at maybe what um all of that does. Maybe we do that sometime after the playoffs when there's that lull period because yeah. after today's show, it's going to be a lot of playoff talk. Like that a is, lot of playoff yeah, talk. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The playoffs are always huge, but so are the Olympics. And head coaching speculations already begun. Canada apparently so far, this is reported on headlines, by the way. Um, actually, what am I doing? First off, you're probably talking about the fact, yeah, the NHL are apparently going back to the previous schedule. Um, the one we always have, the one that's been in place for God knows how long. We all hate it. We're going back to apparently the top three in the division in the wild card. It's really disappointing because I was really excited to go back one to eight. I was really excited to maybe like if they were altering the schedule and there was those we talked about there's going to be those games to the side, yeah. the makeup games, and you're going to add to rivalries in that. And they just messed it up. Typical the- NHL, they're afraid to take some risks. See, I, I don't know about what your first impression was when you saw it as they were talking about it. It, I wasn't even surprised per se because it's like, I'm like, oh, man, we'll get a different schedule or something like that, something new, something interesting. And then it's like, well, we're going back to normal. Okay, cool. Chris Johnson looked a little upset. He was, like, nah, <laughs> he, it, he was so excited. He felt like he just felt the passion, and then it just kind of dipped as he said it. I'm like, ah, so close. I just the wild card is. I don't care about about having crappy second round matches like how we should have Washington Pittsburgh in the car in the conference finals about the second round. I just don't like seeing teams missing the playoffs. Once you're eight, the Rangers make it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I don't like is 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 that the divisions – I don't think we've actually had to this day a conference one through eight. It hasn't happened yet where a team has ended up missing when they should make it. We had it with the one to four in the divisions, but I think you can excuse it because COVID, travel stuff, all that with Canada's borders and that. But just going back, I think you had a real chance to try something new and you're going to have ESPN. You could have you – sort of taken a bit of a dive here, um, you, you know, go up the second, you know how it like a lot of swimming pools, they have like the, like the public ones, they have the, you know, normal, like ground level jumping board. Then it goes, and there's the super one that in every cartoon you ever watch, the main character is afraid to jump off of it. And then when he jumps in it, all the water go disappears. It's a paradigm shift. Yeah. Like that's what the NHL could have done. They didn't have to go to the top. They didn't have to get completely nuts and go one sixteen. But they could have gone to the middle one, made a big splash, and maybe gone, you know what, guys, we're going to go back to one through eight, and we're going to mess with our schedule a bit and go a bit nuts. Would you uh, Would you go – would you do the one to eight and keep the two divisions, or would you go back to the way they did it before with the three divisions? And That's interesting. And then the top, the top team in each division gets an automatic spot. I don't like teams getting buys at all. Um, I think I had it in my 31 team. Everyone, no, I had it when I did my 30 team. Everyone makes except Detroit. Oh yeah, playoff preview. But like that was like you had to try something for the bubble. Uh, I don't like teams having buys. I think that happens in football, and I think like even the MLB have their wild card stuff. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it, but like just do one through eight for each conference. If you want division, I don't like. Do you really need them? Like, no. do we seriously need the divisions? Uh, not necessarily. I guess it's more for dividing up games. I, I don't know. Like, 
I guess to set the schedule, I don't know. Something it's, like yeah, that. it's easier yeah. to set your schedule, I guess, is the way they would look at it. But I don't. I feel like you can find a way around that. It's not that difficult. No, not at all. Okay, and going back to the, to the Olympics. So, um, yeah. yeah, reported on headlines. John Cooper looks to be one of the first guys that Team Canada are looking at. Uh, the states possibly looking at Peter Laviolette in Washington and Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh. And boy, is that Mike Sullivan wouldn't have been my first guess or my second, or maybe my third, he would have been up there eventually. Um, but he just feels like such a Team USA hire. Not to mention, I don't know if Brian Burke has been confirmed to work with Team USA, but I know he has like every single time in the past. The Ron Wilson connection, remember that? Yeah, he's like, yeah, Sully. But you know, I like Sully. He's, um, you know, he works with Sid, and you know, who knows is going to know how to beat Sid other than the guy who coaches Sid. <laughs> I'd be, I think Steve Sullivan, uh, he, he would be an interesting choice, in my opinion, because apparently the way he is is just he's very crash with things. Like I remember when uh, he would yell at Malkin and Crosby on the, on the bench just to kind of like get them going or to really balance out things because like he is a guy where he, he talked about too, like there's that accountability aspect, whether like not John Tortoretta level, but the accountability aspect of the veterans and the young guys. And I think that's what team USA is now that, you know, they don't have the Mike Badanos. They don't have the Brett Halls. They don't have the um, Bill Garians or anything like there's a, there, it's an exciting young team. Yeah. Bill Garen. Good guy. Yeah. Is it Bill Garen? Sorry. Is that, is that who is the head? Right. That's what they uh, said for team USA. Yeah. For the GM. He was, he's a part of it. Is he not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I think you're right in terms of Team USA. Like, I feel like they're going through that that phase where next time around, or in less than a year, six months, pretty much, wow. um, you're bringing in the Eichels. You're bringing in the Matthews. Justin Abdelkader. Justin Abdelkader. He's playing in no, the world. Justin Abdelkader. He's playing in the world. Are you excited, guys? <laughs> Is he? Yeah. But yeah, no, sorry, go on, Alex. Yeah, that no, next but, kind of looking good. Right, like you're bringing in that next gen, and, and I feel like Bill Guerin, like you were using Bill Guerin as an example here, is if he's going to be, if he's a part of it, that's, I guess, you're, that he's would be a great person to mesh that all together, and then bringing in a coach who can do that. And I think Pittsburgh, like you brought up Sullivan, I think Pittsburgh is a good, is a good example of that. They still have Malkin, they still have Crosby, but the way they're structured in a way is they're going to have to fill those bottom roles with younger or depth pieces. And yeah. I mean, we've seen it. Like think about how many random guys we see on the penguins and they magically work. Yeah. So Garen is the AGM. Um, ah, yes. Uh, I, I forgot. Assistant to the GM. Yeah. Uh, um, sorry. Who else did you, did you say Dana? Do you remember who the, the GM is? I do not remember who the GM I, is. I, don't blame I just started mentioning um, those USA guys that always played for the US, and then suddenly it's like, oh, no, there's no, a, no, you, there's you a knew Gary was AGM. Just, just, just go yeah. with it. I, I knew. Oh, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. I listen to Blackhawks are Blackhawks. You know all right, yeah. all right. He's you redeemed know? himself a bit the last two years. Oh, Patrick Kane. Yo, Kane. Yo, Kane. Kane and Matthews. Is he the captain? Patrick, Patrick Kane. Kane? 
Um, <laughs> is Zach Parise the captain? I'm kidding. He's not even playing. Time. I mean, I think, I think Kane deserves it. Yeah. But I think they would probably. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to Austin. Could I have you a question. If it's Matthews McDavid as captains for the next Olympic team, you would. I would. If Crosby's on the team, you don't give it to him. I think it's a. It's so so much disrespect. Um, it's like 1998. What happened in 98? So that the year team. Before I was born, Daniel. Don't. Okay. Do that. that um. What? Okay. But um. That was uh the year that they the professionals could go for the first time. So they had like Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Steve Iserman, um, Brendan Shanahan, all on that team, and they gave the captaincy to Eric Lindros. That's terrible. Because Bobby Clark was the GM of the uh, Canadian team. Of course he was. (laughs) Yeah. um, Listen, and also John Cooper. Canada are going to have some options, okay? Um, Not Mike Babcock. You have Quinville. You got Barry. You got options. You do. I think I picked Barry Trotz for mine. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, this was the question. I always had this weird thing with me. Um, whenever I watch the Worlds or the Olympics, if a player is not the captain of his current team, should it be a captain of the international team? Yes. Yeah, why doesn't not? matter. Because it really bothered me that even though I love him, Corey Perry was captain of the Worlds, even though he, I think at the time, wasn't even wearing an A for Anaheim. <laughs> Or um, Zach Parise was captain of the Olympic team in 2014 for the U.S. Even though he was, it was Miko Koivu who was the captain of the Wild. Doesn't matter. Usually they do cross over though. Do, do okay. they not? Or even like Datsuk, he was captain of Russia. I remember that. It, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. matter. It really doesn't. You're not. a leader. You're a leader. I guess. Like yeah. that's how I would. That's okay. how I would think Plus, about it. You really need letters for the Olympics. I mean, I I would. It is pretty Disney movie ish to have Sid stand up and the you know going into OT in twenty ten. Like, listen, boys, this is it. Yes. Yeah, but it, I was gonna okay. go somewhere with that, but like, this is it. No. Wait, he had the A in Vancouver. Greatness is born from opportunities. And this I remember when people at the time were like. What's the matter? Because everyone's like, oh, Crosby should have been captain in Vancouver. But I was so happy when Scott Edermeyer was named captain. <laughs> There'd be the bias there. Yeah, I know. I'm like, why does everyone pick Crosby? I'm like, people don't understand. <sighs> they don't. Okay. <laughs> the playoffs have begun. Uh, yes. We're recording this as the Islanders in Pittsburgh are playing game one. Uh, Palmieri opened up the scoring. It yeah. is. Uh, yeah, it is 1-1, by the way. Mm-hmm. Frederick well, Goudreau. Frederick Guyer is is Marcus is it Marcus Friedman is he playing today? <laughs> well, Mark um, is it Mark Mark Friedman, right? Mark Friedman, or maybe I'm thinking of Freeberg. Anyway, no, no, you're. I believe it's Mark Friedman. I hope uh, I hope he gets a massive goal, and this you know Elliot's gonna be the first one to get on that. He so, gets a turtleneck for it. I suck it. <laughs> I, I mechanics made it cool first. I hate like half a sports net seem to think they own the turtleneck when Blacanics has been ro- like rocking it since the mid 2000s. No respect. Who no else had respect the, did anyone else have the turtleneck? No. No, no. It was just him? Uh, yeah. Maybe Wayne, but who cares? It was like a Miko Koivu thing. I don't know why. No, it wasn't. <laughs> who cares if it's Koivu? He's the, he's the other Koivu. The other Koivu. The other, even though it may have been better than himself. Well, Saku had more flair, I think. Saku was more of a leader. Yes, it was. It was like, 
men. If you're mentioned like as a captain there with Jean Beliveau, I think you were doing something right. Again, watch him coming back from cancer. Um, that is the most beloved hab of all time. Hopefully, you did not just hear my mom yell at the dog. A little bit. Um, okay. I can't speak on Saku, but for me, Miko Koivu was very. Um, he was close. Like he wasn't not. I don't want to say he wasn't open, but he wasn't very. He was a leader, but he was a quiet leader. The way that John Tavares is a leader, he's a quiet leader. Is that I don't even I, know what he sounds like. John Tavares. No, I know. I know it's oh. Paris. Like, I don't know what Miku Koi. I don't either. Uh, that's that's where I got that impression from. Yeah, is plus Minnesota. Yeah, it's uh, it's an imp- They've always talked about like how impressive it is that he was the guy when you had the personalities of Parise and Suter, like these big guys with these big tickets coming in. And they're supposed to be the next generation or the homeboy, the guys who would lead you out, you know, hometown. They're going to lead everyone to the promised lands. And we saw how that went. Uh, Fun fact. They've passed the first round twice since 2003. Will they do it this year? Probably not. Anyway. I don't know. I'm conflicted. Dude, they're not beating Vegas. I don't know. Dom actually wrote an article recently for The Athletic. And it's pretty promising when you really kind of look at things. We're like, yeah, for sure. No way. Like... Uh, by by their skill alone, Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty have made Chandler Stevenson a legitimate top six forward. Um, he actually compared it that he ident- like it was identical that he replaced the production of Paul Stasny. But then it's just as you go lower on the team, it's like it's the depth isn't there. But like Minnesota is is showing it. Like I, they really they fleeced Colorado for Ian Cole. Or, I might um, have had Minnesota. In, I think I had Vegas in six or seven because mm-hmm. I legit think that there is some zest. But I, I just, if Vegas lose in the first round to Mini, I don't know. Is that is that um, is that reminiscing of when Vegas won in their first year? Is it the storybook for Minnesota led by Kirill the Thrill? It's funny because like when they asked Bill Guerin about this, Michael Russo uh, interviewed him recently about it and it's just funny with Bill Guerin every single time there's like a milestone made he's like yeah that's great to hear but we're not satisfied this is not what we came like you know we, we didn't start this year to win rookie of the year we didn't start this year to just make the playoffs well we will discuss more about Minnesota when they play a game but we should Later talk today. about yesterday Washington and Boston game one the bad guy, Tom Wilson, opens up the scoring, the first man to score in these playoffs, and I freaking love it. Uh, big story, Vanacek gets hurt in the first period. Kelly Rudy did not have a good take about that, by the way. I thought that was very, very bad. Unfair to the team that this kid I, got hurt. I didn't even hear it happen. Obviously, you guys know, I barely have the the volume on during the game, more because I'm 30 seconds behind, but that's a different story um but yeah that was not a great take that was pretty bad but as a result craig anderson who will be 40 years old the magic i i was texting a buddy of mine um guy named owen big cast um and he was telling me owen power not owen no owen just said great guy really great guy used to play mario party with him back in the day great guy um will he play with us no, 
No. Wait, what? Will I play Mario Party with you guys? The two-in-one podcast. Mario sure. Party. Anything I, I need to say to you so we can talk about this series. Craig Anderson will turn 40. You know, when he went in, I texted my buddy and I said, listen, old man Anderson's going to – he's going to create some zest. He's always had He's always had magic. He came in – I hate motorcycles. When he came in for Andrew Hammond in game four, when he took over the net against the Habs in 2015, yeah. Habs were up 3 nothing. Anderson gave them a fighting chance. He just has that ability. And again, 2017, he was when they went to the conference final, period away from the finals. Almost beat Crosby. Almost beat Sid. And it was Chris Kunitz with the worst goal I've ever seen in a conference final who got it past him. He has it, man. He has it. And I think it's what he's played a handful of games this year because he's been their third goalie. Now, I don't know if he gets game two because Samsonov was back on the ice today, but. Craig Anderson, so that'd fun. be a great story. I don't know. Even it, it is a great story already. That after everything's kind of gone through, everything that he had to step away from the game because of his wife and um her cancer treatment, and yes, the fact that he the will to keep on playing. I know that it is a bit bittersweet because that should have been Henrik Lundqvist's spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna take it for what it was and. I, I like to see that Craig Anderson, who is a late bloomer, he was a university guy. He was someone that really bounced around before he went to Ottawa, that he finally is reemerging four years later in the playoffs. Yeah, it's funny. He might have been better than Matt Murray. Oh. I feel bad about that. I feel really bad about that. Um, did you guys see the goal that was disallowed for Boston when Craig Anderson very clearly, whether he was nudged, I think he was nudged by his own player. Yeah. Was yeah. it Chara? I I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember who it was, but he was nudged in, and then he kind of fell back. It was he, that goal very much should have counted. I think the Bruins did get a bit nicked. Are the double agent? But we we take those. Yeah, we take those. I don't know. It, it was it was difficult. No, it was. If your own player pushes you in, like that's a hundred percent a goal. Yeah, but if the net is off, the the net if the net is off, it. Plays should technically be called dead. That that should that, at least be a like a penalty or something. Oh That's sure, a, yeah. I, I thought it was a penalty. Um, it had been a know, warning. I, it was kind of. I was very surprised that it it wasn't, especially because it was his own player. It should have been a penalty shot. Who was who was it? Um, Daniel, you would know. You're an older hockey fan. Who was the goalie that did that? You think he plays for the oh. Islanders, and he would just turn around and push the net over. For the penalty shot, I think he stopped it. He did it in, in the minors too. What? I, I know can't what you're remember about. his name. But you uh, guys I'll know go, what I mean, I'll right? go find Anders I'll Nielsen. Go find I'll go find in. But, but it was the thing. This guy, a goal, he used to just when there was like a two on or a breakaway or, or something, he would just turn around and he would push over the net because if you're on a if a penalty shot, the pressure is immense for a shooter, right? A two on one, it's like you've got some support, like you can outweigh the goalie. Unless you're like Dotsuk or like, you know, UC Jokinen, like you can beat a guy one on one, but it's a, it's a strategy for goaltenders, I guess, especially I, if it's like a two on oh. I found it. It's David Leggio. David uh, Leggio. I would not. Yeah. This was in 2014 yeah. 15. He was playing with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Yes. What a Leggio. <laughs> radio show, too. Man, the history of the Islanders organization and weird goaltenders and that is hilarious stuff. Like our boy Yan Denis, I remember that. Yan Denis, like Saint Denis. That is that is what I thought. 
Tab's legend. To me, is not stop it. <laughs> I stop thought, it. like, I remember, okay, so we've mentioned this so many times. I probably mentioned this, this is like my third time mentioning this on the show. Mm-hmm. But I remember Pierre Maguire for TSN's, like, what were the Habs thinking drafted Carey, drafting Carey Price? They have Cristobal Huey for years to come and Yandini just waiting in the minors. That is honestly the worst take I think he's ever had. <laughs> is the Carey Price stuff. Like when you look at all these years later. Because he said like honestly his worst. And not to mention he had the he said the off the reservation comment uh, that apparently yeah. he didn't mean to make it because Carey Price is as like he has indigenous, like I think it, like his mom was the chief. I've mentioned this before. Um, so it made it sound like an incredibly racist combat. Um, like especially looking at it today, but apparently it was a term his football coach used, but like in that sense, you gotta think about that type of question. It was a terrible take. And it's not um, like I, I, I you no, no, I'm not gonna this is for the show <laughs> when Carrie Price retires and we do a retrospect because but it, it, it's still it, it's a bad one. It's what are so I, I think we can see the top three Pierre Maguire goofs are probably the Carey Price stuff. I can from the World Juniors. What's his third one? Like the Phil Kessel uh, oh, stuff. Um, the uh, I can't remember. It. I forgot Pierre, it was for a female reporter, and I remember when they were supposed to do. They were supposed to be one supposed to be color commentating, and then he just sounded like he was trying to explain everything to her. Was it Hillary Knight? I think I, so. Yeah. I thought it was. It was. I thought it was Kendall Coin Schofield. It might. It might have been yeah. Kendall Coin Schofield. I yeah. just. Yeah. I just remember that. I'm like, this is so difficult to watch. No, like, listen. We should also say Pierre Maguire is an extremely successful. Like, he's clearly respected because he keeps getting GM interviews too. Um, he's accomplished more than we have. Yeah. Probably will accomplish more than he will. <laughs> Who knows? I, but like, he seems like a great guy. Like, even yes. I think Kendall Coin said afterwards, like, like, no, we're cool. It was everything. It was. Just, it's just the way he comes across sometimes it, is a bit like Pierre, please. I do, I don't know where this one ranks. It should be up there though. Uh, when he was coach of um, or assistant coach of Hartford, and he said he says, "Well, we need to score a goal every five minutes." <laughs> and, and then he goes, "They score a goal quicker," and he goes, "Well, we're ahead of schedule." I remember um, Dmitry Filipovich. Uh, tweeted something oh. out uh, like two weeks ago where um, it was in a Pierre Maguire quote where he says, that's who he is, Ryan O'Reilly. He's a player. He gets on the ice and he plays hockey. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Pierre Maguire, um, listen, long career, successful career. Mm. Good guy. Yeah. Sure. He's a great guy and knows more trivia than, I think he's 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 higher than Jeff Merrick in the hockey trivia stuff. Probably um, that's that's how much he knows about hockey. It's incredible. <laughs> anyway, like if you ask him, all right, what was the first time Sidney Crosby had a four point nine in the QMJHL? He'd know. Yeah. He would just somehow know. Okay. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about? Yeah, I, I just one thing that for, for one thing from that game I really noticed, and. I don't know if you guys noticed it as well. It was Alex Ovechkin. Oh, he was he, he was a monster. He if he was on a it felt like he was on a different level than than the regular season and even in seasons past I I would say like it was just the energy he was putting out there was a lot different and it feels like he 
it feels like what ha- what came out from the bubble last year is now pushing him and probably the rest of the team to prove a lot of people wrong, whether they'd admit that or not. Yeah, I agree. It's just from last year where they had that lazy narrative that he had the championship already, that he wasn't going to push anymore. And the amount of things that have happened to this team in the last year, when it came to the COVID thing, when it came to, you know, another Evgeny Kuznetsov headline to really the Tom Wilson stuff, that this is a team that has to succeed, that they want to move beyond really just is what would be a year just full of controversy, full of these, you know, puff piece headlines kind of things where it's just, I, I think that competitive OV that we've seen in the past where it, it was never really gone. I think it's just, it's just more apparent now because he's really showing that he wants to lead this team. Cause I remember when they were talking and I forget, is it Kelly McCrimmon? McCrimmon. McCrimmon where they talk about like, it's all about just winning the games now. It's not a, we'll talk about the extension when we talk about the extension. And I think that's just the mentality I think OV has right now. It's just going all in. I thought he was going to be hurt and maybe there'd be a bit of questions around it. No, no, that hit he had in the first period. Um, I was just like, all right, Ovechkin here. And um, it looked like he had that tip last night. Unfortunately, Orlov ended up having it anyway. God, he's good. Um, not to mention, like, the Caps just have so many good, useful pieces. And uh, the thing, I don't know what it was with Boston last night, but they just didn't seem quite as on it as I'd like them to be. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last because it's fucking Boston. Um, Rask was sharp, too. You love to see that. And how, like, magical is it, by the way, in that, you know, Nick Ritchie gets one. Good guy. Daniel, you've talked about him reviving his career. Nick Dow tips the Oshie shot. He's never scored in the play, or he's never scored like a winning goal before in the playoffs. He gets one. Um, and not to hear it is Crosby just gave the Islanders a tip. Um, God, Jesus, they got the lead. His high IQ. I mean, and, you know, his, his, um, his hand eye. God, I love the playoffs. Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque, yeah, riding pine all year, as Mike said, and here he is on the scoring sheet. It's just a different game in all the best kind of way. There was a, there were a few kind of meta calls. Like this is one against the Capitals last night, but um, we accept that we'll play a hockey. We don't accept it, but we get mad at it. And I'm sure we will have many conversations like that. This is going to be a weird series for us to analyze. I think. What the it, Capitals and just the pure hatred, the uh, nastiness in this series. Yeah, that is just kind of like we all have that uneasiness with. The Bruins and then the Capitals, you know, we, we talk about that. We love Ovi. We like John Carlson. And then it's like, oh, Tom Wilson. Who, like, I think both the both these series, whoever comes out and like both meaning the Washington, Boston, Pittsburgh, New York, they're going to be, it's going to be, they're both going to be very physical series and they're going to be bruised and battered coming out of their individual series, whoever yeah. does come out of them. I think that'll make them stronger, though. Yeah. Are you saying what doesn't kill them? Makes, makes them, them stronger. I always get, like, you know how every year we're kind of like, man, there's this one division, and when someone comes out of it, they're going to be dead tired. And it never happens. What I always think gets teams, and I think this is something that could really actually hurt Nashville now that I was thinking about this, is um the the team that squeaks in, and they are just 
fighting down the stretch. Like they're, they're grinding to get in. And by the time they get there, they have no energy. Um, like I think New Jersey was kind of like that a few years ago. Um, it happened to Winnipeg. Um, those are the teams I worry about. Those are the teams, especially like, you know, Dallas and, and Nashville was that last kind of race. Um, I do wonder that. I do wonder that. Um, but playoffs, it will be fun. Mm-hmm. So what are your predictions today? today, by the way, guys? So hold on. Who who is playing? I know Florida's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota and Las Vegas at 3 p.m. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> 3 p.m. I love that. I'm Tampa so divided. At seven. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say everyone surprises Vegas because apparently their games, many in Vegas, have been really good all year. Um, I haven't watched a lot of American. Minnesota won the series but... against them for the year. I think I think many surprised them game one. I'll say I'll say that. Um, I'll say two one. Two in one, overtime. Two one. Who? Minnesota in overtime. Who gets the goal? Karel the thrill. Alex, how are you going, Vegas? Many. I think Vegas is going to take game one. Okay, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Vegas because, man, just because I, I think the the wild players, some of them have to get used to that first sort of splash and feeling of playoff hockey that not a lot of them have had yet. So, um, you know, we'll see if you know that's the time when Parisi and Steeler can sort of rally the boys. I don't think it's going to be an easy start to the game. Um, and he I have a healthy scratch team. today. Is he? Yeah. But he can still be around the team. Like there's the mm. nerves in that. Right. You know, yeah. I like on the ice. I'm not like, sorry, Parise is not really mm, anymore. If he goes out and scores a goal, I wouldn't be surprised, but I have a nasty feeling that that Reeves is going to score one goal in the playoffs. And it's going to be tonight or this afternoon. Um, I just have that sort of feeling. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, okay. Tampa and Florida. This is the big one, I think. Yep. Today. This is the big one. Not the one at ten thirty. No, I don't care about the flame. Oh, okay. Not staying I'm up just, for that one. I just want to ask. No, <laughs> I'm not staying up for that one. Um, I'm going to go with Florida. I think Florida is going to take Game One. I think it's going to take Kucherov and Stam and and Stamkos as well a little bit of time to get going, and then. But I think they do come back. Obviously, as my prediction says, they win the series. But I think Florida will take Game One. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that Florida right now are still working as a unit. That they've, you know, without Aaron Ekblad, they still have found consistency. And I think the game will be three-two, Florida, in <sighs> regulation. I'm thinking. Hmm. I have Florida winning the series. I'm going to stick with that. I think Tampa taking one. Um, ah, just because I just I have I have that feeling that this is going to be an uphill battle for Florida. Same thing as Minnesota. Um, they don't have any playoff. Like, when's the, when's the last time the Panthers won a round? Uh, 1996, I think. No, they. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not lying. Cause like they had that weird stretch where like they didn't make the playoffs from like 1996 until 2012. So and like, listen, you got a good coach for it, and like you know, Strowman's pretty all right to have. I just, I, I feel like it's gonna get them a little time to get used to it. Um, but I think they need to win, especially like also Bobrovsky starting apparently because 
why not? Get nuts, you know, maybe, and, and maybe this is when they realize, all right, maybe we should play our other good goalies. Like, I don't care if it's Drieger or Knight, just do someone. Devin Levi. <laughs> yeah, just emergency call up. Come on, Devin. I can't believe it. 1996. I didn't realize it was that long. I yeah. thought maybe they had like a 2010 thing in there somewhere for some reason. No, because they kept having lottery picks. If you like look back on that, they they made it in 2012 and in 2016, but they didn't. They lost in the yeah, <laughs> in the first both round. in the first round. 2016 must have been the Tavares OT goal, right? Yeah, I believe so. I 2012 so. was the Devils. That was when they went to the finals. Yeah. Okay, I believe. Well, anyway, it's the Panthers. Like, yeah, they need some zest. I still I think they're going to win a series. Though. The last time they won a series was went to the finals against your best friend. My best friend? Yes. Against your best friend in the finals. I, I did, did, in 1996. I don't know who my best friend in 1996 is. Patrick Waugh. Oh! <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, he wasn't my friend by then. He's literally gone. Mm-hmm. Walked okay. out on the team. Cold take. <laughs> <laughs> Keep me for 11 goals. I'll show you. Got it. That's always a baffling thing to look at. Why the frick did you keep him in for 11 goals? Like, what an idiot Trombley was back in the day. Can't wait for Wa to get hired and Trombley just will not stop ripping him and everything else. That's going to be amazing. We're going to talk about the op ed he writes. Want to talk about how Ducharme's dumb? Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about how, like, first off, I should mention um, Tyler Toffoli had a wicked article for the Players Tribune. Like, wicked art. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I love that end bit of, like, was I born to be a hab? Kid being in Scarborough? No, but I was meant to be. Shivers. Absolute Ooh. shivers. And the way he talked about Cole Caulfield, I was like, man, this is, this is what I want in my life. This is great. Okay, so Dominic everything Ducharme, you wanted. Yeah, he is. Freaking 28 goals in the shortened season. He's great. Then just staple him to a single centerman and see what happens. Man, that second line, I like Armia, but man, could you imagine if like Cole Caulfield was on there? Or like anyone else? That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> so the way that lines have been going, and it was the same today, even though Ducharme said that ah, might be a different day tomorrow because he's a damn liar. Does he also take things day by day? Uh, Ducharme? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he takes things, period. He takes it shift by shift, and he's like, ah, I don't like this anymore. Um, So, practicing on the fifth line is Mikar Froelich. You're like, yeah, sure, that works. Okay, don't mind him. Gisberry Kakiniemi and Cole Caulfield. Fifth line, which means they're not dressing first game of the playoffs. In favor, you're not taking Paul Byron now. You're not taking Lekkonen out. You're not taking Jake Evans out. That's, that line has been good to end the season, and those are your hardest working players. You're not getting rid of them. You're not breaking up the Dano line. Gallagher's going. Shea Weber might be, like, dead. Something's wrong with him, but he'll be back. I just don't understand the logic of having Eric Stalin. Somebody's like, hey, so you know how Caulfield scores goals? He's like, we need experience. I'm sure it would have helped against Philly if you had some experienced players. They were your best. Him and, him and Suzuki were your best players in the playoffs last year. What are you doing? You, you don't score goals, and you have a guy, since he joined the team, is tied for leading goals with Toffoli. Since Caulfield joined the team, him and Toffoli had four goals each. 
and you're not playing him. I can't wait till it's like game two is when he starts putting him in, but he's already lost his job back then. Honestly, if he goes into game one and doesn't play those guys and they lose the series, he can't come back. Like, at least, like, you want to complain about Marlowe being out there in the last minute. At least Matthews was dressed for a game. You can't complain about ice time if the guy doesn't play. I, I don't understand it at all. I do not understand it at all. I don't all. see it's how he ridiculous. still has a job next I, year. I, no, I cannot. Um, it's ridiculous. That, and I think you said <clears throat> you brought up something important. Like the team needs scoring. There, there is leadership, or there's leadership, and but there's also you need the scoring. And I think you put those like you said. Kotkaniemi played very well against Philadelphia last year, and um, why can't I remember who they played in the Pittsburgh. in the play-in? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. He did. They, they, they played. He played very well against them. Again, like you need scoring. I, I get the experience thing, but I don't, I don't think Montreal is necessarily in a situation where it's like, okay, we can take out some scoring to put in leadership. It's like, no, like that's not what you have on the ice in terms of leadership is fine, but don't just start throwing things on there unnecessarily. I don't get how you have a third line. Like it's it's like what was it? Josh Anderson, who I saw people ripping his point totals this year. He has seventeen goals. Shut up. I don't get how you have him with Corey Perry, who I actually think does have a spot because it's Corey Perry, and and I don't mean this is MVP court. I just think what he does in the playoffs and how big he was for Dallas. Like I think he has a spot, but putting Anderson with Perry and Anderson. Why do you put Stahl there? Like, yeah, Anderson's fast in a straight line. He's he's wicked quick, quick. But by the time he gets there, like, I think those are with him and Perry. You need to have a dynamic young centerman. And then the second power play unit is like Armia working the left half wall, Stahl's in front. It's like wow, a left-handed playmaker and a right-handed shot all of a sudden makes that look really, really good. I just don't know how you – I think the only time Eric Stahl may have scored all year is his overtime winner, and I can't remember the second, the second one was. I I don't get it. Um, it's it, – I simply – it's it's out of my head of, like, you, you can't be serious that this is it. Now, there's still time for Thursday, but I it, – it's beyond me. I mean, forget experience. You, did, you beat the Penguins without having any experience down the middle. You had to know shutting down Sid – you can try and do that with Matthews. And then you need the rest of your lineup to score. A centerman needs to get like, ah, it's, it's beyond belief with this dude. When you have so many exciting young players and it's just like, hey there, we're not going to use them. I, I just don't think when you, especially when you're against a team like the Leafs who are like bread and butter for scoring, how you're like, hey, we're going to get rid of our best player who can probably match that scoring. Like, we have something coming up. Either it's going to be in this episode, probably Wednesdays at the time of it, when, you know, we're asking some people what they think about this series. And one of them, Joe Coffin's probably going to have three goals in the series because he can just do what he wants. Like, you know, I, and then you just think, no, we're not going to use that option. We're not going to use this guy who has gotten, you know, these game-winning goals, you know, what is it's just been so good. Um, he has so much chemistry with Nick Suzuki, but so you want to put Yola Mia up there? Is that what you want to do? Who's just 
been consistent and heard over the past few years. I, I don't know what you're you're trying to do here. I don't know the plan. Um, it's Leafs in three if you ice this lineup. I. It's like a safe lineup. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's a safe lineup. Like safe lineup in a way where it's like this it's has kind of blanket. worked before. It's a safety blanket. That's so, a coach's yeah. Lineup. It's like I don't want to throw this guy out there. But I don't, if what you're if if the way you're describing it, Adam, and you would know better than me, if it's you're saying if you ice this lineup that leaves in three, I don't see that as a safety blanket. I see that as him not doing his job properly. No, a safety blanket is in how typical is it that a coach rolls in a an experienced vet over a young exciting player because they don't have to trust. Sure. Like Victor Mete had a really interesting line the other day when he's like. I can see that I have trust here and I'm not afraid to make a mistake and get caught. It was like, you can't have young players be afraid to fail. They need to play their game. You need to have trust in them as a coach. And clearly the way things are going, Dom Ducharme is not the coach that they need. No, because he can't make a decision. No, he can't, <laughs> like, can't stick right. Like that's the, that's, that's the entire thing. Like, he can't stick to something. I mean, we. How many times have we had this discussion? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's got to be everything. Uh, There's a couple things. Uh, because Keith, Keith is talking now. Okay. Uh, so there's no more goalie controversy, guys. Jack Campbell is starting on Thursday. That's good. Um, yeah. anything else? Uh, and Riley Nash is playing his first game yeah. on Thursday. That's not good. Steve. Not Steve. Line I'm or Kevin. Kevin. What's the bottom six looking like? Uh, the lineup that I saw last time, I think Mike sent it as well, is so Hyman is with Matthews and Marner, Felino with Tavares and Nylander, Kerfoot, Nash, Mikheyev, Thornton, Spezza, and Simmons. That's not that, bad. That is the oldest fourth line, but <laughs> that's fine. I'll take it. They could surprise. They could. Who knows? Let's see what Did happens. Did you guys know with this goal, Sidney Crosby ties Brett Hall for seventh place on the NHL's all-time playoff points list with 190? I did. I didn't know that. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. Okay. Oh, we didn't say Islanders here. Uh, I think the Penguins take the Islanders uh, 4-2 tonight. <laughs> we, we can't say that when Pittsburgh are winning 2-1 and about to go on their own. The Ooh, four minutes. <laughs> I thought it at the beginning of the episode. I shouldn't say anything. I always forget Jeff Carter. Jeff like, Carter? Oh, yeah, he just took a double minor. The fool. Okay. But you didn't say it like Mike says it. Jeff Carter? Because I don't want to. <laughs> Do I look like I'm from that place? I'm not, I'm not from Jersey? Boston. Oh, Boston, Boston. I am from another country, my friend. <laughs> and I've grown up from another country that is not the state where Boston is located. What? I'm not going to. I don't like. See, here's the thing. I don't like when people who are not from this specific region kind of like change the way they say things. Just to like, it's like, I, I, I don't know. It just, it really bothers me. Like when I speak the New French, York accent. Like when I speak French, I'm not purposely putting on. It's like. Like, I'm just saying bonjour. I'm not saying like bonjour. Like, I'm not putting oh, on the act. Mike does that. Like, yeah, 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 he does 100%. I'm not gonna, <laughs> if I say something because I watch it, like, you know, when I'm like being like, oh, this anime, here's this character, and they have like, they have a Japanese name. I'm not just gonna try and sound like I am Japanese. I'm gonna pronounce it the way I naturally speak. That's the way accents are. Like, I just, 
it's really weird to me when people are like, yo, I'm Mike and I'm going to sound like the most Italian guy ever. We're calling Mike <laughs> well, out. I want, to, I want him on the show. And I want to fight him. It's, this is it's going to be... Over a nice, fresh-cut gabagool. I am so... this. It's going to be a very interesting week and a half or so. Oh, what, because of the Leafs have series? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just want to get That's not it. I want the Habs to crush the Leafs. I don't think... Not going to, but I like, just want everyone to have fun. You know, they, like know, can you, they don't take a stand, man. <laughs> I know you're always the neutral one, but take a stand. I just hope both of them can advance. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. It's a three-way game with a winner of Edmonton, one of them. That's how we're gonna go here. By the way, you gotta love everyone saying, Hey, yo, the, the Jets defense are bad and you're not gonna win a game when it's like, man. Never underestimate Dylan DeMello. I man, I have the Jets winning. I'm confident. I'm confident in it. They could be down three nothing, and I'll still be confident in it. Maybe not at that point, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. Okay. Um. Now, now that's everything. Yeah. Do you guys want to do this? I'm tired. You know what? Here. Okay. Is my mic still on? Can you hear me? Yeah. Thank you to Voice Set as always being a fantastic platform for the show. Good episode of the show. Podcast. Love to see it. Um, who do you think is going to win the cup? If it's Colorado, don't even say it because we all know it's going to be Colorado. Minnesota. I almost answered the question. I thought you were asking us. <laughs> well, um, check out all the show's social media, especially the TikTok. We're doing, doing the TikTok. Um, Facebook, too, even though we don't use it. <laughs> um anyway um next time we see you playoff games are gonna happen we still won't have game one of leafs abs because the nhl can't schedule anything check out my youtube channel alex's blog daniel stuff for the hockey riders and the eye opener do we still say that even though you're done school uh yeah sure i mean it's, it's gonna be there yeah so it's there. they're not Please taking it. it down anytime soon yeah no Check out my thing for the sports issue as well, then. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's everything. I believe so. Panda. <laughs>